heroes. Highlights and hardships with Triple M's Rush Hour. Welcome back to the Triple H podcast here, obviously, with the Rush Hour with Gus, June and Wendell and Petro. Sivana Siva is our guest today. Petro, thanks for joining us, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely fantastic. So we'll start the ball rolling with a hero. Um, someone who has such a long career as you, such a successful career, it might be hard to, to name it just one, but have you got someone who just absolutely stands out? Oh, geez, where do you start? But look, I, I'm sitting next to him. I'm sitting next to the Big Dell. Um, I, I came into the Broncos as a young lad and... Uh, uh, the way Wendell looked after a lot of us young blokes, he always took time to, to make sure, check up on us, look out for us. And uh, he was a real hero to us. You know, there was a group of young Broncos that was coming through. And I remember the time he'd always take to, to uh, spend with us, you know, just check in, just make sure that we're okay. So they're the sorts of things that, you know, when you walk into the Broncos, uh, you know, team room, um, you remember these legends, you know, and um, that always have an effect on me, you know, and, uh, you know, he's always someone that I always look up to. How does that make you feel, Del? Oh, I know it's it's quite humbling because mate, that that sort of stuff happened because of guys like Steve Renoff, uh, Alan Langer, so Kevin Wallace. So you were taught that way, is that yeah, what you're it was, saying? Yeah, it was that ripple effect, Lazo, okay. and that. And mate, you know, I said this to you. Like, I can be hard work sometimes, but these, these <laughs> oh no, we've only worked Never. for three and a half yeah. years together. No, no. Well, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> these, these young boys were always very respectful. I remember when Petro first came in, and we knew who these guys were. Him and Darren Locker, and that Chris Walker was hard work. You know, Sean Berrigan. <laughs> but but we knew. But we we put things in place. But also, they, they carried the culture, you know, forward. And, and this guy here, I always said this, mate, when we were doing like, um, you know, defence and contact and that, like, he, this bloke's granite. Like, I think his dad, can I ask your dad, what's he, six foot nine, six eight? Oh, no, 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 that big guy. Big Pet Senior. Yeah, yeah, he'd be, he'd be uh, he'd probably at 6'6", six, six, I reckon. Yeah. Wow. So after a grand final one time, we're at the back of City Rose having a drink, and Petro <laughs> such a... Is he a built humble... like you as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's a big man, yeah. Okay. Mate, <laughs> I was a well-behaved kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gus, he's massive. Anyway, I, I said, I said, um, I said, mate, um, he goes, hey, hey, sailor, call me sailor. I said, hey, Pet Senior, how are you going? And then no one would tell him what to do, mate. Absolute gentleman. But, uh, mate, he was wonderful for our for our squad, wasn't he? Yeah, it was great. And, yeah, and you know, Wendell plays it down. But, yeah, all, all those senior boys, and, and as I said, Big Dell, you know, what he used to do for us boys, it w- meant the world to us. And that gave us the foundations to, to have the success that we did at the club. That's really yeah, Joe, how important is it as a young player when you step into an environment like an NRL club and, and actually find your feet early and have those mentors around you? Oh, it's huge because you're so nervous, you know. Mm. You dream of this moment and then all of a sudden, you know, you get that call up and you, you enter in the dressing room and it's that inner sanctum. And often you, you're thinking about, geez, how do I earn the respect of these senior guys? And the only way you can earn respect is what you do on the field, you know, train hard. And these boys trained hard. I mean, there was blood spilled on the, yes. on the, on the paddock, you know, and, and it was just a, a about, you know, doing your bit to, to ensure that they trust you when it comes to walking across that white line 80 minutes and they know that, you, that you've got their back. Mm. Heroes, you know, I just love that, the fact you've spoken about Dell and you're very humble at the moment because you yeah, just, love this man. Like, we've been yeah. waiting for him to come in today and you're like, I was just excited. excited. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't happen all the time. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Thank boys, that. for sharing that with us. What about a hardship before we get to the highlight? Um, such a long career, as I said, you must have had some blows. I imagine the injury perhaps before the 2000 grand final might yeah. be something around that, but yeah. what's your hardship? Yeah, that hurt. Uh, that that one, you know, in terms of footy, I think, you know, those injuries that, that, 
uh, exclude you from the squad, you know. And often, you know, when you're an injured player, you, you don't, you're sort of not a part of the group. You don't feel a part of the group. Well, although the boys try to make you feel a part, you're training by yourself. Mm. Often you're training at times when you don't see any of the players. So, yeah, probably for me, 99, I broke my arm uh, against the Warriors. I think uh, it might have been Monty Beetham tried to headbutt oh. my arm or maybe I tried to give him just a little caress across the forehead with my <laughs> forearm. And uh, it, it, it's, I snapped my forearm. And so that was me done. So after 98, the, high, the highs of being a grand final winner, mm. 98, and all of a sudden you're not part of that squad anymore. So 99 was tough. And then, then uh, here I am, 2000, my name gets sort of bandied around as, as a possible uh, state of origin rep. Then again, um, the boys went off to, to Origin Camp. I, I ended up play, playing uh, against the Melbourne Storm and I broke my arm. I snapped it again. But that was one of those things where um, I was so filthy that I, I ended up you know, finishing the game. Um, I remember the call from Wayne was like, what's wrong with Petra? And he said, oh, he's got a busted arm. And the doctor on the sideline said, mate, it's broken. And um, and then Wayne said, all right, if you want to go back on, Petra, you give me 10 push-ups now. So I ended up pushing out the 10. Oh. And it was, it, was, uh, it was a very painful 10. But um, oh. because I knew my season was done, I knew I was, I was finished, you know. So I remember getting in the sheds and pretty, pretty filthy. But that that period, that whole year sort of away from the game, sort of, you know, you, you start to question, you know, have I got what it takes to, to, to make it? But thankfully, you know, 2001, I got back in there and um, that was, yeah, an amazing year. We, we end up, um, you know, debuting for Queensland uh, in, in the, uh, the State yeah. of Origin Series. Pedro, what did that sort of uh, experience teach you around your resilience and I guess your own mental toughness? Oh, just that how important a support network is around you, and it just go, it's it stands like that for life. You know, you need good people around you, people that you can trust, and people that will be honest with you and tell you how it is. You know, and at that time, I was in the heights of you know winning a grand final, and I, you know, you, it's amazing the amount of people that you you, you get in terms of back, patting you on their back, telling you how good you are. But then when things get tough, it's amazing how people just jump off that bandwagon, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you you're by yourself. So, what I did have was thankfully some some good family and good friend, good mates, you know, childhood mm-hmm. mates that, that stood through you. So, yeah, good lesson to learn is that it's how important it is just to have that good network of, of good people in and around you. Man, I know you're proud for a man and obviously proud Aussie, but just to see the way that uh, rugby league and rugby union going, obviously, you know, Fiji beat the Wallabies yeah. in the World Cup and I you know your, your dad's got that bit of a background too, but it must make you proud to see how far it's come, you know, the Fiji and Drew, obviously you're, you're involved with the Fiji. Yeah. Uh, so, Silk Tales? Yeah, Silk yeah. Tales. You've been involved with them since, since you played for Fiji, isn't that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks, Del. It was always um, one of those things where I just wanted to sort of try and give back to the local players. And uh, that 2013 World Cup, we had quite a number of us that, that played in the NRL. But then for the local boys, they just didn't have anything to sort of sort of turn to. So we wanted to try and start up a, a, a team over there and get them into an Australian competition. So yeah, our, our Siltales Club, uh, we're, uh, we're based in Fiji and we fly into Sydney and we play in the Ron Massey Cup um, here in Sydney. So it's uh, really exciting to see some of these young guys, you know, go from a village situation and all of a sudden, you know, in the eyes of the NRL, the New South Wales Cup side. So uh, we've had some really good stories. Some of these boys have, uh, are changing their lives through sport and uh, that's a great thing about what our game can do. One of the great um, days I can ever remember with my son, we were at a resort in Fiji uh-huh. and one of the <laughs> waiters, an absolute champion bloke, he'd always play touch footy with the kids in the afternoon and he came up one day, we're having breakfast and stuff and Jack had a brand new ball. And he was tossing with him in the in the restaurant and the <laughs> boss came over and said, hey, you know, don't do that here, blah, blah, blah. And then we got chatting to him and he was going to play that afternoon. Yeah. So he said, Dad, can we go and watch him? So no worries at all. So we went and watched him. Mm. Jack had this ball and at halftime he's kicking the ball and stuff and all the Fijian Kings kids were running around. They were using a 
two-litre bottle of Coke as yeah. a ball. Yeah. That's it. Wow. That's it. At the end of the – it's the proudest moment of my life as a father. At the end of uh, the half, they went on again. At the end of the game, can I play with the kids again? Of course, no problem. At the end of that, Jack gave the ball to those kids. It's yeah, awesome. Unreal, yeah. And I just remember, I said, what did you do that for? He said, you love that ball. He said, oh, it's okay, they don't have a ball. Yeah. yeah. But the love of the sport yeah. and the love of those it's kids nice. to it's when innate, it, isn't it? Every, any sport yeah. is quite incredible. I, it's one of the great afternoons. Yeah, it's extremely humbling. I think, you know, we, we get a chance. You know, we, we've been lucky. Um, when we saw, I guess, guys like Lottie, you know, our parents moved to Australia, you know, for, for a bit of way of life. And then now, I guess for myself, it's there's a, there's a great opportunity to sort of give back. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see these young fellas do really well. Petra, what about a highlight across an incredible career that you've uh, spanned across, uh, you know, the NRL and into origin representation as well? Oh, look, I think just making a great debut. I think, you know, you, you dream about it as kids, you know, and uh, yourself, Joe, I mean, you know, you, you just those those thoughts of being a kid back in the in the backyard there, kicking the footy around and thinking, you know, one day I'd love to get there. And so for me, that first time, you know, walking the dressing rooms at ANZ Stadium in 98 and uh, Big Dell's um, in his budgies, um, just strutting around, shirt, shirt um, off. oiled up, um, shirt off. gold glistening, just yeah. in the mirror. Uh, you know, uh, Alfie throwing up in the in the in the garbage bin. You know, and it, we just had such a great mix. It was it was an amazing thing to, to be a part of. You know, you, you you amongst your heroes, and then all of a sudden, the bell rings and you're running out, and this is it. This is what you dreamt of. So everything else from that has been a bonus. You know, getting to play Origin, uh, getting to play for Australia, um, all those things are great. But I think just that first moment when you cross that white line and you just think this is it I've done it how many oh. tickets did you get for that first game Petra yeah it was about 30,000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was half a Fiji uh, yeah came across for it no it was, it was great mate but um, yeah just, just you'll never forget those moments and I, yeah. I think um yeah, one of those moments you cherish for the rest of your life. Petro Seven to see with the Three H's podcast yeah, yeah. have never had such a yeah. beautiful man, mate. We appreciate it <laughs> so much, it, and yeah. we know how much you do for for everyone that you come across. So to enjoy a bit of time with you this afternoon, thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thank Cheers, you. Man. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude, and Wendell weekdays from four on Triple M.